Fourth floor. Monkey business department. How many times have you interacted with apes in your life? I'm up to two now. And looking back on them, I have to say, they could not have been more different experiences. I'm Jeff Hoyt. This is Hoytus Interruptus. In the town of Ubud, on the island of Bali, there's a forest full of monkeys called, well, the monkey forest. They keep things simple over there. These are actually macaques, and they're everywhere, about 600 of them. And they're very comfortable around people and will approach anyone who buys bananas outside the forest and wants to feed them by hand. In fact, the Balinese macaques can get a little aggressive. If you don't pay attention, they can leap onto your back, get in your face, whatever it takes to get at your bananas. If you're even the slightest bit tentative around them, they can rush at you like a gang of unruly teenagers. When our family walked through the monkey forest, our daughter had one attach itself to her leg and bare its teeth. Natalie shrieked. The monkey scared her. I didn't know what to do other than become a bigger monkey. I threw out my arms and roared, which freaked it out a little and it jumped off Natalie's leg and retreated. I'd never been an alpha monkey before, so when it turned back to look at me a few feet away, I doubled down and roared again. This time he bared his teeth and stood his ground as if to say, In monkey, you really want a piece of me? I wound up backing off this time. Not exactly a positive interaction, but you could say that the monkey and I, we understood each other. Years later, I had an entirely different encounter in the cedar forests of Morocco's Middle Atlas Mountains. Another species of macaques live there, larger and more rare than their Balinese cousins. This time, as we walked the trail into the forest, we said no to the peanuts offered to us by the Berber villagers selling their wares. Memories of Bali flooded back, and I wondered if it would be a similar experience with monkeys coming at us, looking for ways to separate us from the food that we weren't carrying. On the way in, we saw two monkeys sitting placidly near the trail, not interested in us at all. Took a couple of pictures, no big deal, kept walking. We scanned the trees closely, but didn't see any more monkeys. We didn't want to go off trail and wander deeper into the forest. So after a pleasant hike, we reversed course back to the car. Part way there, we heard a huge commotion. There was a very loud monkey argument going on in the treetops we'd have sworn were empty. Someone wasn't pleased. We stepped off the trail and moved a little closer. After about ten seconds, the screeching ended, and all was quiet again. We spotted two macaques, a huge elder who was sound asleep near the foot of a tree, and a younger member of the clan who picked at the elder's scalp for, you know, whatever monkeys pick at on each other's scalps. Then, in the branches above us, we spotted a mother peering down at us while she nursed her baby, very curious. And suddenly it was like one of those magic eye illustrations where everything comes into focus at once. Monkeys were all around us, in the trees, on the ground, under the bushes. There were easily 20 or 25, and they were in all directions. To our right, three or four juveniles sat calmly on the ground. 
sifting through the dirt and popping grubs into their mouths. They didn't seem to care about us one bit. I sauntered up to within a few feet and sat down in the dirt among them. So did Cindy. We just watched as they turned over leaves, completely focused on what they found there. It was an incredibly calming sensation to be accepted by these so-called Barbary apes. After a few minutes, I started pawing at the dirt myself. When I turned up my first grub, I shoved a leaf under it and presented it to the closest monkey, like an appetizer on a bit of lettuce. He reached over, plucked the grub off the leaf, popped it into his mouth, and went right back to looking for his own grubs. Cindy and I then spent the next several minutes digging and handing off our findings to our new table mates. After navigating the never-ending stream of hawkers in the crowded warrens of Fez and dodging motorcycles in the hectic chaos of the Medina in Marrakesh, it was both serene and surreal to be perceived not as a mark, not as an obstacle, not as a threat, but just as a fellow primate. After a while, one of the adults up in a tree spotted the younger ones hanging out with us and loudly expressed his or her displeasure. The adolescents looked up with the same startled expression I've seen on countless human kids when they're being chastised by grown-ups. And like human kids, they took off like the wind. And there I sat, wondering what to do with that one last grub sitting on my finger. So small, so wiggly. Should I sample the local cuisine? I was still full from lunch, so no. From an island in the upper left-hand corner of the lower 48, that's Hoytus Interruptus. I'm Jeff Hoyt. <laughs>